I'm Kim. And I'm V. And this is Killer Reality. So how was your Christmas? Um, it was good. Uh, very laid back, very mellow, just the way I like it. Uh, not gonna lie, received some pretty amazing gifts, which was fantastic, but it was good. How was yours? Um, well, you know, the drama of my daughter uh, and her flight getting canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, she decided to throw her dog in the car and she drove 1100 miles to spend Christmas with us. So she got here Christmas morning at 2 a.m. That's some determination. She was determined. She was determined. So she would share her location with me via maps and stuff. So, um, I could keep an eye on her and make sure no, uh, you know, serial killer got her. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We don't want to be talking about her on our podcast. One no, of those days. no, I'd like to skip that. Um, if at all possible. And, um, it was nice. She gave me a, a shirt that is a cartoon character, char- character, caricature, caricature, that of, <laughs> um, Cody that says love should be multiplied and not divided. Mm-hmm. And then I got a coffee cup uh, with Janelle's quote that says, uh, oh, fuck off. <laughs> I love it. And of course, I knew what you were getting beforehand. Yeah, you suck. I'm sending you pictures. And Kelsey's like, yeah, she already knows. Yep. I was like, I had oh. already seen. <laughs> ha ha. So. Ha ha, jokes on me. No, it it was great. It was mellow as well. And then I got home from work Wednesday night and decided to just put a couple Christmas things away. And then it turned into everything got put away that night. So yeah, Yeah, I put my stuff away too. And the tree pissed me off getting the lights off of it. They were all tangled up and there were definitely some very not nice words that came out of my mouth (laughs) and maybe a little aggression involved. Um, Mm. Did you I've fuck decided, up a tree? I thought about it. I really thought about it. I had to be I had to be the bigger person in this situation though and step away for a few minutes, you know. <laughs> um I've decided that next year, uh, for this upcoming Christmas, that I will be getting a pre-lit tree because Yeah, I was gonna recommend that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh yeah. I don't need aggravation in my life. No. Definitely not. Yeah, we have a pre-lit tree. Um I want one of those trees that uh, you just wheel out of the garage, take the cover off and flip the top up. It's like from, um, oh, what's the name of that place? Uh, like balsam for, so I don't know. I have mm-hmm. to look it up, but they're like $2,000 and I'm sorry. Yeah. No, thank you. I'm a cheap bitch. I'd cancel Christmas before I spent that much on a fake tree <laughs> or any tree for that matter. True. I'm for something that only comes out once a year, you know, that's like me with these Goddamn Louis Vuitton bags. I just can't bring myself to do it. I can't. I know. I tried to get you to, but you failed me. I failed you because I just don't see the point. Like, oh, am I going to carry it into Walmart? Yeah, that's exactly where you're going <laughs> to carry it. Look at me, peasants. No, I do that when I fly first class, though. I definitely, I, everybody's a peasant that gets on. 
Yeah, I remember when uh, what was it? We <laughs> flew to Vegas, and you were up in first class, and two of us were back in the peasant seats, and you were so proud of yourself. And that was your first flight, huh? It no, was my first was, flight. Well, and I kept texting you that it was just um, uh, potholes. Turbulence and everything. <laughs> yeah, and I'm back there thinking I'm dying, and you're living it up in fancy people land. Yeah, you were a bit of an asshole. Thanks in for all nothing. fairness, I had quite a few gin and tonics, um, <laughs> and I was pretty buzzed at that point. So. Yeah, and I was just holding on for dear life, you know, not a big deal. <laughs> and the other one was sleeping while you're trying yeah. to stay alive. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was, uh, even though I was with my two best friends, I was very much alone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to sit in first class. <laughs> it's just, I'm at that age now. I don't know. We sat in the, God, the back of the plane. On the way to New Orleans, uh, uh-huh. not the very back, but like I always like to fly at the wings. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I just end up there, but um, yeah, the whole time I'm looking at Timmy going, uh, why aren't we in first class, bro? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, why am I back here? <laughs> no, I don't know. I will probably never own a Louis Vuitton. I just don't see the purpose in paying that much money for something to carry around tampons. You know? I get it. For me, it's a matter of I don't want it to get dirty. I don't want something to happen to it. I'd be paranoid about that. And let's be honest, they have very, very, very convincing replicas these days. They do. Uh, obviously, for a fraction of the price. They do. They do. But you know, there's always that one person that's going to be like, man, that is not real. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to say. Mind your business. Yeah. Mind your business, bitch. Or buy me a real one. Pick your Pick your <laughs> option here. Uh, so on this lovely New Year's Eve, um, I just wanted to give, cause you guys know, I love giving my public service announcements because my wisdom is just, I'm here for you guys. I'm here for you. Uh, please do not make New Year's resolutions to lose weight. Okay? I don't feel like you should make New Year's resolutions in general. Yeah. Well, the weight one, you know, everybody jumps on the bandwagons or like, I'm going to do this. And, you know, by February, you're like, uh, fuck it. I need a bucket of chocolate, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just think um, if you just make your goals to be stronger and to be healthy, um, the weight loss will come. This is true. I just think in general, overall, we should always strive to be the best version of ourselves, right? And everything that involves and it's definitely not a just a new year, new beginning type thing. I feel just like that's an ongoing journey that we should all look at it that way. Yep. Speaking of journeys, uh, we are going to talk about our journey to uh, the bottom of the ocean because we're on a sinking fucking ship that is sister wives. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to see SpongeBob, y'all. That's Sweet. where we're going. Um, it is a shit show. We are starting season 17, the season we've all been waiting for. Um, and, uh, we're finally here. We We have arrived. We have arrived. Yeah. The ship is going down fast, very fast. And, um, Cody's an asshole. He is, um, I have a new favorite word today. It's fuck stick. So I'm going to use it um, incessantly throughout this because he really is a fuck stick. He is. He's the worst. I don't even know what a fuck stick is, but he is one. Whatever it is, it's him. Whatever it is, (laughs) he is said fuck stick. So shall we begin? We shall. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So we open up in episode one of season 17 with Christine and a talking head saying, it's over. I'm done. I moved the shit out of my room. Get out of my house. Uh, I'm moving on. 
And Cody says, Christine dropped a bomb on him by kicking him out. And he just didn't see it coming. I don't know how he didn't see it coming. This isn't a new topic. It's been a topic of many season and many years now that Christine's not been happy. Mm -hmm. Remember, guys, when we were in season one and I said, take note of this. We'll pull out your notes because we're here. (laughs) The day is upon us. (laughs) The day is upon us, people. Uh, Cody is absolutely stunned, um, does not what's going on. Um, And then once he kind of processes that he's getting thrown out, uh, he says, well, I know plenty of people uh, that don't have an intimate marriage and they remain married and everything's fine. Because that sounds like fun. You know, what works for one person might not work for the next codester. Yep. Christine says it's wonderful to claim her room all on her own. She's never had that. um, And she's kind of digging it. Freedom. Yeah, freedom. And then uh, we recap the fighting about the COVID rules. One half of the family's pissed and just Robin and her crew and Cody are cool with it. So um, I think they're outnumbered. Uh, of the people who aren't for it as opposed to them. But, Mm -hmm. you know, Cody thinks he's right. Um, And remember, guys, these aren't the CDC rules. These are Cody's rules. And they're stupid. Yeah. They're above and beyond, like, to the extreme. Yep. Um, So he basically uh, is at Robin's house, and they show him and Robin uh, talking, and he's like, man, I have to go to Christine's. She wants to have a conversation, and she goes, is everything okay? And he says, no, she moved my stuff out of the house and into the garage. (laughs) And she looks shocked, and she says, well, okay, then you have to stay on the couch, Cody. And he says, I'm not staying on the couch. And Robin says, well, that's what you do when you don't have other houses to go to. So you need but to stay on the couch. he has other houses to go to, Robin. We know he'll always come to your house. Exactly, because he ain't sure as hell going to Mary's house. Mm-hmm. Nope. So um, she insists he be there and be present for Christine. And he can't figure out why he needs to do that. And he's like, it's the walk of shame, and I'm not going to do it. And Robin says, yes, you need to stay. And he says, no. Look at Robin trying to be the savior. (laughs) Yeah, we all know it's fake, Robin. Of course. Yeah, we know you've got some uh, ulterior motive there, ho. Sorry, it's been a week since I've called her a name, so I have to get it out of my system. (laughs) (laughs) So um, he also says he doesn't want to give Christine power over where he sleeps. So as far as I'm concerned, you can go sleep in an alley behind a really shitty restaurant because that's where you deserve to sleep. Right. And, you know, if I say you're not sleeping in my bed, you're not sleeping in my bed. End of story. There's no more discussion about it. You do you just think you're going to push your way in there and rape me of my bed? No, I don't think so. Exactly. And then he says all the wives at one point have tried kicking him out, including Robin, and it's a game and he's just not playing it. Or maybe it's a hint that you're a shit face and uh, people are getting tired of you. That's another way of looking at it. Because if all your wives, including your favorite wife, tried to throw you out of the house, uh, then that kind of says something. And there's one common factor there, buddy. And you know what? Just how you like it, Cody, it's all you. It's all about you. (laughs) It's all you, bro. So Robin said that she's scared to just let him go because what's going to happen next? You know, she wants him to sleep on the couch there and be present, but I don't want you to go, Cody, because I'm scared. It's so sad. But what's going to happen is going to happen regardless, cuckoo. So exactly. And then he says again for the last time, 
I'm not sleeping on the couch. So we get it, Cody. You're not sleeping on the couch. Whatever. Nobody cares. You're not going to be sleeping anywhere. (laughs) Not in Christine's house, you ain't. Sure not. (laughs) So we go to uh, the talking head and Robin says she feels uh, powerless. And this is something that can affect the rest of our lives because we all know that this is about Robin and not about anybody else. Mm -hmm. So... Then we pan over to Janelle's house. Janelle's recovering from COVID. And guess who didn't come check on her? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it's probably her ever so devoted and loving husband that just couldn't make an appearance for some, I'm sure, very valid reason, a.k.a. shitty excuse. Yep. Oh, and guys, I apologize. Uh, my daughter uh, is proceeding to, uh, because it's New Year's Eve, uh, she's drinking already in the kitchen. <laughs> so if it gets loud, she's having a good time. Oh, and I now realize that I'm at the wrong house at the wrong time. <laughs> and I should have been over there. And I'm a little offended. I didn't get an invite from either of you assholes. So uh, you know, do you thanks. need an invite, asshole? Okay, Robin. <laughs> okay, Robin. <laughs> wow. We are not friends anymore after that insult. Yes, we are. You're going to oh, like it. <laughs> you're going to get punched in your throat. Oh, oh, speaking of that, sorry, guys, I forgot to tell you about my pens that I got from my sister-in-law. And they're sparkly and they're different colors. And then each one has a saying for the day of the week. And my favorite is between Suck a Dick Sunday and uh, Thunder Cunt Thursday. I need a Thursday. I need the Thursday one so bad. <laughs> oh, there's some good. There's Throat Punch Tuesday, Fuck Off Friday. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, you're going to have to find out where they came from. I mean, I'm sure I could Google it, but I, I think I need these to add to my uh, work pen set. Yeah, I definitely use them at work this week. <laughs> I took them to work. I'm like, oh, today's Tuesday. Here's my pen. Okay. It's so anyway. hard the last week of the year, right? Like everybody's already in vacation mode, new year coming up. Everybody checks out and it's just like, can this go any slower? Yeah, exactly. I could not wait to come home yesterday. I was like, I just need to be home. Yeah, so. totally. Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> so uh, Cody's life is just a big unknown and he doesn't understand what's going on around him. Hmm. He's so confused. So Cody and Christine are talking and Cody says, uh, hey, I kind of noticed you moved my stuff out into the garage. And Christine says, "Uh, Cody, you said you didn't want to be in an intimate marriage with me. And he actually says, I didn't use those words. So now he's gaslighting her. Um, He says, I just shrugged my shoulders when you asked if we were going to have an intimate marriage. I didn't say that we were not. Well, no response is a response. Isn't that what they say out there these days? Yes. I believe that's what the kids say on the street. Hmm. So um, I feel like um, him not responding to that, not giving her an answer. um, She was just like, okay, I'm over it. You can fuck off now. I would be too. Good for her. She says his presence gives her anxiety and she's having a really hard time being around him. And, uh, So she says to Cody, you know what, just to be clear, I didn't sign up for a marriage that didn't include any intimacy. That's not what I'm here for. And um, she's just not having it. And she says she just wants to be free. I love it. Yep. So Christine says where the marriage started to disintegrate was when she was pregnant with Truly and she was overwhelmed. Uh, She was working at night, taking care of kids during the day, Janelle's kids and her kids, obviously. 
Um, and then she says Aspen at 10 years old was tucking kids in at night and she asked Cody to help. And he said, I can't do that. I have to be in other houses. Um, she says, well, we live in one house. You can just, you know, like boop down the stairs through Mary's apartment and tuck the kids in. And he's like, no, <clears throat> the real problem, the real problem here is that he was courting Robin at that time and he was too busy being out with her gallivanting, courting her, being with her. Um, that's what he was doing back when she was pregnant with Truly. Yes. That's exactly what he was doing because, uh, eyebrow squarehead was demanding uh, the same amount of time that other wives were getting when she wasn't even a wife. Yeah. Big problem. So he denies that conversation even happened. He doesn't know what she's talking about. What he does remember is her not wanting uh, fairness with the other wives. She wanted more. She was asking for stuff he couldn't give her because he has other wives and children that needed to be tended to, and her needs did not um, overrule anybody else's needs. The only needs that matter here are Cody's. Correct. Correct. She says she hasn't uh, been that great of a sister wife. She acknowledges that. And he says, uh, you can't blame me alone. Um, you know, she's like, okay, I take accountability for sometimes being shitty. Uh, but that isn't enough, and that isn't the reason why our marriage is failing. Mm-hmm. So um, she busts out some math. She says if they've lived in Flagstaff for 800 days, he has gone hiking with them once, kayaking with them twice, and he didn't even kayak those two times. So three times he has done something with them out of 800 days. Extremely attentive to your wife and children. Extremely attentive. Way to go above and beyond to be there, Cody. Good job. Correct. But Cody comes back and says he doesn't have time to play like she does. He has a lot of responsibilities. He then says, uh, what you do all day is certainly not cooking and cleaning. (laughs) And then he goes, look, I'm not going to get into it. Oh, no, we're into it now. Yeah, we're in it, buddy. You say what you fucking want to say, and then I'm going to correct you. Yeah, don't think that's where this conversation stops just because you spoke your piece. Uh, My mouth would never allow it, that's for sure. Well, I can't believe he said, well, it's certainly not cooking and cleaning. Well, what the fuck does ramen do all day? That's a good question for somebody that has no job, no anything. Has a nanny. Has a nanny. What Mm -hmm. does she do besides shove her head so far up Cody's ass? I mean, I can see how that might be a full-time job. Maybe that's why her head is square. Perhaps. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how that works. So Christine says, why are you insisting on holding on to me? This isn't working. And he puts his hands up and says, whoa, whoa, what are you talking about? Like, I'm not trying to hang on to you. And she's like, oh, yeah, you're kind of giving me some shit here when I'm telling you I want out. Right. So... He says, you're blaming me for being turned off for your behavior. Let's talk about behavior turning somebody off. Right. So basically, she's leaving the marriage because uh, she's not happy with him because he's turned off by her behavior, meaning you were a bitch to Robin. Yeah. And didn't he also have an issue with he felt like she was going around telling everybody that she was going to leave and so on and so forth. And he felt like you never told me this. You never talked to me about this, which again, this was not new news to him. It shouldn't have been a surprise at all. Right. 
Right. So then Christine goes on to say in a talking head, if you don't want to be in an intimate marriage, tell me. It's cowardly not to man the fuck up. And that right there sums it up. You're not dealing with a man. You are absolutely dealing with a coward. 100%. A complete child. And I just love that she's like, man, the fuck up. So these people, again, have gone from super religious, not cussing to, you know, go fuck yourself because that's where we're at. They've come over to the dark side. They have. They've joined us. And it's so exciting. It is. I love it. (laughs) So Cody comes back and says, Christine, I bought this house. I bought this furniture. This is my place, too. So I'm going to stay. And she says, yeah, but you don't love me. So being married to you has been heartbreaking. And I don't want you here. And he says, "Uh, but you didn't treat your sister wives with respect. His heart was broke. So now we're having a pissing contest. And um, he says that she was great at mothering Janelle's kids, but never wanted to with Robin's kids. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Um, Roll the tape. (laughs) Right. Let's roll it back for pretty much every season from beginning to ending where Robin hasn't wanted to leave her kids with anybody or hasn't wanted to send her kids over to their homes for whatever her reasons are. Um, But that was Robin's doing. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, And she, you know, Christine has offered many times, even in Vegas, she's offered and Robin always does not want anybody to take her children, even Mary. She wouldn't let Mary take Solomon on a trip with her, you know, because Mm -hmm. she's like, oh, no, you can't. So anyway, um, he says he's not attracted to her because of her betrayal. He says, it's true they married under circumstances that were not romantic. And she said, well, they were for me. And he said, oh, well, he didn't know any better and he felt pressured to marry her. So, you know, way to go, Cody, making her feel really good about everything. Right. What a douchebag. Yeah. So she says it just needs to be over. Uh, There's too much criteria to meet for him to be attracted to her. And she's just not into it anymore. It's too much work. Good. I love the strength. I love her standing up for herself. You want to know what I love the most watching this is how poised and how controlled she is and how mellow and how she just handles it like an absolute pro when he's coming for her and he's spewing his garbage and she's just sitting back with her hands folded, just taking it all in and she's speaking so calmly. It's almost scary, but in a good way. (laughs) Um, She handled it like a beast. You know, a lot of people on Reddit are saying that they're contacting TLC because they just can't watch the abuse anymore. Uh, Well, my take on it is, first of all, you have a magical little contraption that's a rectangle that has a bunch of buttons on it, and you push one and you magically go to another channel. Is that how it works? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So if you don't want to watch it, turn the fucking channel. Secondly, you can't have a TV show that keeps people's interest, i.e. seasons three through 13 that are boring. Right. People tune out. They want spicy. And yes, does he have abusive behavior, mentally abusive behavior? Yes. But this is a great lesson for women to see how these women stand up for themselves too. Absolutely. That they don't take his shit and they're not allowing it. You know, um, and I think that speaks volume. So instead of looking at it that way, that he's abusive, look at the power that they're gaining over their mm-hmm. own lives, you know. 
So anyway, um, Cody decides he wants to reconcile for the sake of the kids. Uh, he feels pathetic and angry about the whole situation. Well, I mean, he should feel pathetic just in general. Yep. And she says intimacy a couple times a year doesn't work for a marriage and she's not interested in it. Like if you're not going to be fully here and not like 24 seven here, but fully engaged with me as my husband, pound sand. Absolutely. You know, Christine. At this point, it's too late anyways, right? There's no going back for Christine. There's no going back. She's done. She's over it. It's been done. It is what it is. And it's time to go now. Yep. She actually comes out and says, you're an asshole. And uh, you're looking for excuses. And he has a favorite wife. And that's why all this is what it is. And she's not treating her well enough. And that's why Cody's pissed off. But I'm really tired of hearing he has a favorite wife. He doesn't. Oh, well, I know. We all know that. I know. Christine's just crazy and Janelle's crazy. So uh, Cody says no one is a prisoner here. And he asks her if she still wants to be married to him. And she very calmly looks at him and says, no, I don't. Yeah, that was a very pleasing moment for me. I don't like to see anybody go through a divorce, right? I know people don't go through marriage with the thought of getting divorced or whatnot, but seeing a woman take her power back and speak up for herself, I loved that moment for her. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, She proceeds to tell him she's moving and he throws a fit like a child and says it's illegal for her to take truly out of state. I'm not sure that's how it works. I mean, no, no, but it's not, especially because he may not even be on her birth certificate because it's pretty common in these communities not to put the father on the birth certificate. Right. And while, you know, the courts can get involved and they could, you know, have a say one way or the other, it's not, again, necessarily illegal right out the gate. No, not at all. And all she has to say when she gets into court is roll the tape. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you so. haven't been there, Cody. You haven't been there at all. What what's so what's the difference going to be here if they leave and come to visit or heaven forbid you get off your ass and you go visit one of your kids? Um, well, you always have that option, too, because of COVID. Oh, yeah. Anything for an excuse, right? COVID was a perfect scapegoat. Oh, perfect. Like maybe he actually created COVID. How about wouldn't that, that be something? <laughs> it was all Cody Wynn Brown. I feel like you have to have half a brain, though. He's not capable of that. Yeah, probably not. So Cody says uh, that she's not taking accountability for her actions and she needs to grow up. Uh, She can go get married and come back and bring her man with her uh, back to Flagstaff for the sake of the family. Um, And he's had to grow up at least five or six times at this point. And he says her moving doesn't work for him. He's had to grow up five or six times? Yeah. Well, it's still not working out for him. He should probably try another five or six times. Exactly. And uh, and he's already jumping to her getting a boyfriend and getting married and then insists if she does, she has to bring him back to flag. No. Right. And first of all, I'm living my life now. You don't have a say in it anymore. What you think, say, or do is irrelevant. Yep. And now, instead of blaming Christine for everything, now he's starting to blame COVID. Now, COVID was the catalyst for this. Mm, mm -hmm. And she goes, no, this started before COVID, Cody. Long before. Yep. And and this isn't going to work for me. And uh, Cody says she isn't mistreated because she's feeling mistreated. She has lost her faith. Um, He says it's her fault that the adult children are coming at him about COVID 
and it's her stirring the pot. So she's a shit stirrer. She's the one riling everybody up because uh, apparently all the adult children don't have brains and they can't think for themselves. Apparently not. Cody has to do the thinking and speaking for everybody. But this is just another perfect narc move on his behalf, deflecting everything onto somebody else, blaming somebody else for everything, um, never accepting any accountability. Correct. And now Cody takes the boyfriend thing one step further. And he says that if she leaves, she's going to leave with Truly. And then she's going to get a boyfriend or husband that wants some of their money. And then he loses money. And he loses access to Truly. Oh, you mean like the family in general lost money when Sob and Robin joined them because she was so far in debt, hasn't had a job, hasn't anything, and everybody had to take care of her? You mean like that? Yeah. Yeah. That. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I was yep. just checking, making sure yep. I was on the same page. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're on the same page. Um, he makes her promise that it won't happen. And probably just to appease him, she says, it's not going to happen. And I was like, Okay. And then she says there is no doubt that she has made the right choice. She is sitting on the talking head couch and she is 100% confident in her decision. And there's no going back at this point. And that's so awesome. she also says if she mattered to him, uh, she would feel better, but she doesn't. Uh, he keeps interrupting her as she's explaining why she feels the way she does. And he keeps saying, you're comparing marriages. So your marriage and my marriage, uh, we should not compare it to mine and Robin's marriage because they're different. Well, yeah, well, they're, different. they're different. <laughs> of course they're different. But you know what? You're spending your time and your energy and your effort into that marriage and you're not putting it into my marriage. Right. So, Or any of your other ones for that matter. Yeah. So fuck you, fuck stick. So <laughs> um, he says, uh, are you just... Um, well, actually, he says, plural marriage doesn't work for us. And she goes, no, for us, marriage doesn't work. Meaning regardless if this was plural marriage or not, mm -hmm. it's not working between you and I. Right. Yep. And she says, why do you want me to stay? And he says, because I'm supposed to. He wants her to stay because he didn't make the decision and it's hurting his delicate little ego. Correct. Because he made the decision not to be in a marriage with Mary. Mm-hmm. And he's not saying all this stuff about Mary. No, of course not. He actually said he doesn't care if Mary goes and gets another husband. Yeah, and but had the tables been flipped, of course, then it would be, oh, no, Mary, I have a problem with this, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And that's basically how episode one ends. So now we go to episode two. And Cody is sitting there wondering if all this is actually real. Is she going <laughs> to change her mind? I Hail think, to the no. Yeah. I don't think she's going to, Cody. <laughs> I don't think so. So Eyebrows comes on and says, Cody is a person that likes to keep busy. And different people think that he isn't being fair with his time. Different people being Janelle and Christine. But he is. They just aren't tracking it appropriately. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, Sobbin. Okay. It's clear as day clear as day that he's always at your place. He's always with your guys' kids. Um, this can be said by the wives. This can be said by the rest of the children. This can be said by those of us that are just simple outsiders observing. Uh, he spends his time with you and around you because, again, you two can't separate from each other for any period of time. It's very 
weird to me. It is very weird. And he can't be away from his chicken tender children. Mm. But Which, by the again, way, he can be away from all of his other children. Yep. Saul and uh, Truly, their ages are not that far apart, if everybody remembers correctly. So when he's talking about Saul being a tender age child, he's not including Truly in that. And Truly is only like a year or two older than Saul. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yep. So Robin explains why she has a nanny. Guess why she has a nanny? Because she's lazy and worthless? Yeah. Well, that's my opinion. (laughs) But because it's not fair to ask Cody to help because he has so many other responsibilities. Well, why do you need help with two kids? When you don't work or anything else and you're not taking care of the other kids. I mean, most of them are older and whatever now anyway. So Robin, what are you doing with your time? Right. Her three older children are older. They don't really need anything other than you to be present and be involved in their lives. They don't need you to wipe their ass, hopefully. Um, But these younger kids, you have a nanny doing it. You're not even doing it. I would like to know what she does do. Like, I'm so curious. As far as that goes, I'd like to know what Cody does. Yeah, I mean, Cody really used to be in advertising sales and then selling like gun parts and stuff, but I don't think that takes his time like an eight hour a day job. Right. Like, I, really I mean, he's don't not know. spending time with all of his kids. He's not spending time with all of his wives. So he hangs out with Robin and, you know, their two kids, her older kids, whatever. Um, how are you that busy at this point in time? It's like you have one household, really, because you're not going anywhere else. Um, so how are you that busy and that scattered? Exactly. Uh, Christine says when he does come over, he's disengaged at her house. Um, he gets on his phone, he's only there for a couple hours and then he takes off again. And he says, it's easier to pay somebody 20 bucks an hour to watch the kids instead of losing 200 an hour. Meaning he's so fucking busy, Christine, that it's just easier that he works and makes 200 an hour. Um, And somebody else can watch his children. So he just Um, basically admitted he doesn't have anything to do with his kids. And, you know, and I think I said this in previous episodes when this whole nanny thing came up. God forbid one of the other wives had asked for a nanny back in the day. He would have put an end to that so quickly. Oh, yeah. He, He would guilt them for, well, why aren't you good enough to do laundry, clean the house, cook, run the kids where they need to be, work, and take care of kids too. Right. And this is why you have your sister wives for help and for support and for everything else. But once again, this is all guidelines that don't apply to Robin for some reason. She must have the magical hoo ha. She has a magical hoo ha. I'm guessing. She has to. It's all that Victoria's Secret. Yeah, there's something. She's like a super freak. She does something amazing. There's something going on there. There's something going on. So Robin says he's been at her house by default because the other wives aren't following the rules, the COVID rules. He's angry and he's not fun to have him around. Y'all make him fun so I can enjoy him. Right. Literally make him fun. He's with you 99.9% of the time. So make him fun. It's probably her eyebrows. He looks at her eyebrows and he becomes angry because I become angry. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. I'm petty. I'm sorry. Uh, Cody struggles to take her seriously, meaning Christine. And he says that he's uh, never there because it's her fault and because she's traveling. Mm. She's living her life and he don't like it. It's unfortunate. 
Yep. He says her life hasn't been infringed upon like his has, you know, with the COVID rules separating him out from his children and other wives. Uh, She can just go out and frolic about and be who she wants to be. And he can't do that. Um, So then they go over to uh, Izzy making an announcement that um, she is getting accepted into college in North Carolina. And um, Cody's upset, but then he gets excited for her. So Christine wants her to uh, see how a real marriage functions because she's going to go stay with um, uh, Maddie and Caleb. Mm-hmm. in North Carolina while they're there. So Izzy's leaving. Also, Christine says that it's good that she's leaving because things were getting pretty heavy in the house with the divorce. And she wants Izzy to separate from her for a little bit so she can just be herself. Sure. Yep. Which is good. So uh, Robin acknowledges the other wives that, um, that the other wives think that she's the favorite wife, but it's just not true. They just aren't happy. And if they were just happy, they would be the favorite wife. Oh, that's how it works, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe they're not happy because you've had a huge hand in making their lives miserable, dum-dum. Yep. Uh, Cody talks about Janelle and her house having COVID, and he uh, can go over soon, but it's clear how one person's actions affect the whole family, meaning he's blaming Garrison and Gabe for bringing COVID home. Um, And then they pan over to Christine at the talking head says, yes, it's true. Cody's actions have affected the whole family. I remember seeing that. And I was like, yes, nice little dig. Yep. Nice dig. Robin then says she's never seen Cody like this before. And she doesn't think everyone understands what's going on here. She misses her husband because he's not himself. And of course she's crying. Oh, poor Robin. And she gets the end of the anger because he takes it out on her and he shouldn't be mad at her. She's tried to speak with her other sister wives, meaning Janelle and Christine. And she's tried to talk with Cody, um, but nobody's willing to talk. And she's just feeling helpless and isolated and alone. That is so sad. My heart doesn't break for her. (laughs) No, not at all. So Cody goes back to talk to Christine. Now it has been a month since they had their previous talk, right? Cody's afraid he's on the edge of losing his shit. And he says, she's on the edge of losing her shit. And she's the passageway for him to get to his children. Meaning Christine's being a bitch and won't let me see my kids. And I don't feel like that is the case at all. Not even close. What? The audacity of this one. (laughs) I just, (laughs) he's so... Oh, he's just so, so many things that aren't good. Well, this is going to make you feel a lot better because Cody's worried he's making a mistake and letting her go. But remember, nobody's a prisoner. Yeah, that's what he says. I'm making a mistake. You're going to hold her hostage? Yeah. Shoot. Because it will damage their children. Staying together in an unhappy place and having your kids be witness to that, that's more damaging than anything. Yep. And And your kids are old enough now to they see what's going on. They know what's up. And really, it's only truly. She's 11. And, you know, young kids are more resilient than we think. So, you know, I think truly will be fine, especially if she sees how miserable her mother is. Well, yeah, compared to how Christine is now, there's a huge difference. And truly has to recognize that, too, just like everybody else in the world. Like, Christine 
is just radiant and glowing these days. She looks beautiful. amazing. You can She's tell beautiful. she is so happy from shedding the weight that was Cody Brown and all the drama. Yep. Even Janelle. Absolutely. Even Mary. I was watching Mary's live on Instagram the other night and I'm like, girl, you look pretty good. Right. You know, your hair is not crazy. Your eye makeup isn't nuts. You're you're looking good. So Christine says if Cody was even interested in solving this issue or working on it, he would have been working on it months ago, years ago. Years. Years. But he hasn't. He asks her if she feels relief in leaving the marriage, and she says yes, and she wished she had left in Vegas. And he's just stunned by that revelation. He was like, what? What do you mean? So uh, it's just amazing to me that he's so blind. So in a talking head, Christine says that she always thought she would be in a plural marriage and it was okay to be sad in a plural marriage. Um, But it's not okay. And she tried. And, you know, at times through their marriage, she still found joy in things. They had good times and vacations. They had good times together. Obviously, they have six kids. So at least six times we had a good time. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just not enough for her. It's just not enough. God forbid she want more from her relationship and life in general. How dare she? Exactly. And Janelle says uh, Cody and Christine have been struggling for a long time, and this was just inevitable. Um, Mary says she looks at plural uh, marriage like any other marriage. If the parties aren't interested or not willing to make it work, then there's not much more that can be done. Yeah, but I still... (laughs) Yeah, I don't like the way Mary handled it, at least from what I saw. I felt like she was a little standoffish and selfish herself. um, Oh, for sure. With Christine wanting to leave, everybody wanted it to be about them. It wasn't about them. It's about Christine and her happiness. So stop treating her like she's a pariah because she's doing what's best for her, you group of assholes. Minus Janelle, of course. I was going to say, because the only supportive one is Janelle. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Janelle's like, if you're not happy, you know, move on. So, and then fucking Robin opens her mouth. God, I don't know of why course. she talks. I think it's just to torture me. I think TLC has meetings just specifically to annoy me. <laughs> Talk more, I- Robin. Kim needs to be <laughs> driven crazy. So she says, plural marriage is hard. You can't be lazy in it. You have to choose it every day. And you have to want everyone in the family to be happy as much as you are. Hmm. Well, not everybody's happy. I think more people are unhappy than happy at this point. Right. And at this point, Christine is not feeding into Cody's narcissistic behavior. She's fucking over it. But like you said earlier, she is an absolute boss at handling him. And she's not feeding into it. And mainly because she gave a recent interview that said, I can't react because my children are going to see this one day. So much respect for that. Yeah. Uh, Where I... Boy, I'd be swinging. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. You know this mouth and uh, attitude that I may or may not have over here. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Cody and I, uh, it would not go over very well at no, all. Not at all. Someone would leave hurt, and I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be you. It definitely would not be me. And we're not talking physically hurt either. I will kill you with my words. He would, <laughs> his ego would definitely be shattered. Oh, yeah, for sure. So Cody, he feels uh, like this is a major injustice being thrown at him. And it just galls him. (laughs) It just galls him. He just can't stand it. So so sad. 
Yep. He relents and he says he's trying to get to a place where he can be happy for Christine. And she says, you know what, Cody, that's the sweetest thing you've said to me in years. And that's and sad. And isn't that sad? Mm-hmm. When he says, I'm trying to get to a place that I could be happy for you. And she just says, thank you. That is the sweetest thing that you've said to me in years. And then I feel like on the other side, though, that was still a selfish statement because it was about himself. I'm oh, trying 100%. to get to a point. But she's not playing into it. You know, this is where her mastery, uh, wherever she learned how to handle him, whether or not she learned it in counseling, she took notes. <laughs> she listened. She should share them with some of us. Because she is a master. She is she a is, master. for sure. So, and then Cody says, I've said it a couple times. If you're not happy, you can leave. Which is opposite, Cody, of what you just said a little bit ago. About um, trying to make her stay. Yeah. But he didn't expect it to mean that if you're not happy, you actually would leave. Well, you know, you shouldn't take some things for granted there, stupid. Exactly. So, uh, lesson learned, you lost a good one. A very good one. Um, Truly, at this point, doesn't know anything. Uh, Christine has not mentioned that anything is going sideways. Uh, She has a few friends whose parents have gone through divorces, and she talks uh, about how it's the worst thing in the world. So Christine's very... um, trying to figure out the best way to tell her and oh by the way we're moving so Mm -hmm. she has not done that yet which does bite her in the ass in a little bit right um she doesn't want truly to know until the last possible minute Mm -hmm. cody in a talking head says she made the decision without him and there was no representation of cody in this decision of her leaving Uh uh-huh uh it there doesn't need to be because once again it's not about you but it's always about Cody Brown. So self-centered. So <laughs> just about himself. Everything's about Cody, Cody, Cody. I like, mean, he's- It is so disgusting. And you know what? That's the reason why Robin's a favorite because she's all Cody, 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 Cody. Like, and so servant, subservient. Is that what I'm trying yeah. to say here? Subservient, to him. yeah. And that's why she's the favorite. Because oh, yeah. she will do anything and everything that he ever wanted. For sure. So Cody says he just needs to let it go, but he can't and he needs grief counseling or something. Uh, He's been on this purpose, meaning plural marriage for 30 years with this family, and he doesn't know what it looks like when she shatters this reality. Mm, Not His reality is something else. Not him assisting and shattering the reality, but it's all Christine. Of course. So Cody is never the narc themselves. Never. Never. Cody is not okay with Christine moving to Salt Lake City, even though he wants her uh, to move to St. George. He's okay with her moving to St. George because St. George is a lot closer. Um, He's just disgusted by the fact that she wants to go to Salt Lake City. Uh, She is taking his child and men don't win in the divorce world. Which can be true. You know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But again, Cody, you haven't been there when your child is literally doors or, you know, maybe a mile away from you. You haven't been there. So uh, what's the difference going to be? Speaking of a mile away, for those of you who don't know, uh, Robin and Cody's McMansion um, overlooks Coyote Pass where they have their properties. And you actually have to drive by Christine's house. To get to Cody and Robin's house. And uh, Christine lives literally about a mile away. And there's one way in and one way out to get to Cody and Robin's house. 
So this asshole is out there driving by God knows how many times a day, Mm -hmm. but multiple times in a week for sure. Mm -hmm. And he still doesn't have the common decency as a man or a father or anything else to stop in and be like, what's up to his kids? Yep. What a tool. Yep. Uh, They talk about it later, too, about how um, the kids need to COVID test if they want Cody to come over. And at this time, the rapid test, the home rapid tests weren't really a thing yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he was just appalled that Christine wouldn't make the appointment for Izzy. And Christine says, Izzy is 17 years old. Izzy can make her own appointment if Izzy would like to participate in any any kind of function with you. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, But you have to let them know. You can't say it, hey, I wish I could stop by today. You have to give them some time to make the appointment to get the test and to get the results. Right. And I don't, you know what? I'm so tired of it being broken down to like simple visits and everything. This guy doesn't even have the decency to pick up a phone and call his kids. Correct. Correct. So Christine wants to take Truly to Salt Lake City uh, to a better support system and envelop her in family and surrounded by love because she does have siblings siblings that live there. Christine has siblings that lives there too, um, as well as her father and other family members. So there's a lot of family support, whereas in Flagstaff, they're not supporting one another. They're all separate. Right. So sounds like a great decision to me. Yeah, truly will be up there with cousins and with, uh, you know, her sisters that are up there and their families and uh, Christine's siblings, grandparents, and Christine really wants her to be up there and be supported by family. Um, And she'd rather take her away before she clues in and how miserable Christine is, um, Mm -hmm. like her older sisters have, because Izzy, Gwen... McKelty all realize, and Peyton, who's her brother, all realize how miserable Christine is. Right. So Cody goes back and says, uh, this is because Christine is choosing to travel. So again, <laughs> another excuse. This is like the fourth excuse that he's had why this is falling apart. It's not anything that Cody himself is doing. It's everything else. No, Cody is perfect. He is a perfect man, the perfect specimen. He is literally everything. Yep. Then he proceeds, I guess, to try to make Christine feel better. And he says, I've always loved you, but I have not been in love with you. Oh, yeah. That would make somebody feel great about themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And Christine says, you were my first love and I was in love for so long. And he's like, yeah, well, I wasn't. Because remember, he was disgusted by her, too, because of the nacho thing. Right. He's such an... (laughs) So Cody feels unmanly and he doesn't want to talk about it with his other wives because, you know, he's he's just not macho enough at this point. Well, you should feel unmanly because you are definitely less of a man compared to many others out there. Because you're a fuck stick. Yeah, you are. You're absolutely (laughs) disgusting. You are a disgusting fuck stick. Ooh, even better. (laughs) So (laughs) Cody wants Christine to admit that she's leaving because of herself and not because of Cody. It's her choices and her behavior. Um, So he's in a state of denial and he doesn't know what to say. (laughs) Is your blood pressure climbing? A little bit, a little bit. Trying to keep it in control over here. Uh, So Covey, the uh, Covey, (laughs) 
that's a combo of Cody and COVID. It uh, works. <laughs> Cody talks about the family's COVID protocols, um, how they're taking a toll on the family. But he's trying so hard to keep his small chicken tender children from getting COVID. Uh, he just got off the phone with Garrison and Garrison basically let loose on him and uh, basically blamed him for all of this and um, is pissed that Cody wanted him to move out and Garrison didn't move out. And look, you got your mom and your sister sick. Um, so Garrison decides to buy a trailer and park it next to Janelle's house and live in the trailer. So he's officially moved out of the house, um, but he's still staying at home. And Janelle's like, this is stupid. You know, he can stay here as long as he wants because he's saving money for a down payment. And Cody's mm-hmm. like, nope, he needs to go. But remember, Dayton is still living at home and Dayton is a grown ass man at this point, too. I was going to ask what Dayton's age was in comparison. Um, he's a little bit younger than Garrison, but he still um, at this point graduated from high school. Oh, OK. So mm-hmm. once again, what's good for the other kids is completely different than the expectations of Robin's children. Yep. And then Cody ends that conversation by saying that Garrison is a narcissist. Oh, <laughs> Cody would know. Yep. Takes one to know one, fucker. Right? Uh, he, so is, Rob- uh, he thinks he's a pro at deflecting, but he really sucks at it. No, he sucks at a lot of things. Yeah. Life in general. So uh, Robin comes in with her slow talking and a lot of people are pointing out her slow talking and her unusually large neck. Um, she could have some kind of thyroid medical problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so have you noticed that she's a little bit different? I have noticed it. It's definitely stood out to me, like um, the neck particularly. Like I know we always joke about her eyebrows, whatever, which they are ridiculous, and that's Mm -hmm. us being petty. But um, I have noticed her neck and how thick and squarish it even looks. And I've thought to myself, yeah, I wonder if there's something medically going on there because it doesn't look normal to me. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, Hair and eyebrows aside and the fake ass crying, girl, you need to go get some medical care. You need to get checked out. Uh, So if you're listening to this podcast, which I doubt you are, but hello and welcome, uh, go see a doctor. And we still don't like you. And we still don't like you. we don't want anybody to uh, suffer from something medically related, but we still don't like you. Well... We cannot like you, but want you to be healthy. (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to be a good person here, okay? Stop it. Okay. You're ruining it. This doesn't happen very often, okay? That's true. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. And for the record, guys, I'm usually the one going, oh, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. And she's like, no, fuck him. Pretty much. So anyway. um, So (laughs) Robin's like... You know, I'm trying to get everyone to talk and I'm trying to talk to Garrison and Gabe, but I just get shut down. Nobody wants anything to do with me. Well, because they don't like you. Yeah, they don't. Surprise. Girl, you represent the ruining of the family to these kids. Just Mm -hmm. so you know, just so you know. So Cody thinks some of the wives, a.k.a. Janelle and Christine, uh, think COVID is fake. And Janelle's like, this motherfucker, I don't think COVID is fake, Um, you know, they think he's nuts and it's not true. And they definitely do not. And none of them have ever said that they thought COVID was fake. Right. They're just no, following they the CDC guidelines, not Cody's guidelines, but they're following the CDC guidelines. Listen, but if it came from Cody, that's like from God himself. So they should have recognized that. True. True. <laughs> so Cody says uh, he called Janelle and again, reiterated that Garrison needs to get the fuck out. And Janelle goes, 
you're not even on the lease, Cody. So shut the fuck up. You have no power here. You have no power here, you fucker. Um, and I'm sure that's exactly how she said it. So if she didn't say it that way. She was definitely thinking it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the boys, it's more than just the COVID rules. So for Garrison and Gabe, it's just basically they think that Robin is the favorite wife. And that's where Cody's focus is, is with her and the kids. And they are frustrated. And COVID just slipped the mask off the family. Yeah, I would agree. And that makes me sad for them that they feel that way. And that's their, you know, take on things. But I would have to agree with them. And they obviously would know better than the rest of us common people out here that aren't involved with the family. So I would definitely agree with them. Right. Uh, Janelle says that their relationship is struggling, but it's okay. She's getting what she needs. It works for her. um, But it doesn't look like Robin and his relationship. But Janelle's okay with it. Yeah, she doesn't care. She's never really cared. It's like, eh, whatever. Just give me a book. You gave me my kids. I don't need you. I found out I'm an independent woman and I can do this. So um, fuck off. Yeah, pretty much. You're not needed. Exactly. So Robin cries again in her talking head and says it's the other wife's perceptions and they're wrong. And she has no power over Cody. Oh, bullshit. Yeah. She just like opened her legs and be like, oh, the magical hoo-ha. And he's like, oh, cool. What do you want? (laughs) (laughs) Anything for you, Sobin. Anything. Literally. So, um, and Cody feels the older kids are gossiping about Robin. Well, you know what? The older kids are adults and they probably are. They're allowed to speak and they're allowed to have thoughts and opinions, believe it or not, and whether you like it or not. Yep. And funnily enough, Robin says all the older kids are ganging up on Robin's kids. But you know what? They haven't all been together. So how are they ganging up on the kids unless they're sending shitty texts? You know, like, hey, uh, Dayton, you suck balls. You know, I doubt that's happening, but they're not getting together. So how can they gang up on the kids? Right. Well, and you would think that if that's what's happening, that would be a talking point. You know, if they were being picked on or messages sent or whatever, that would be a talking point for sure. They wouldn't sweep it under the rug, but just saying they're bullying my kids. Uh, Where's I'm going to need some receipts for this. I'm going to need to know the details because you're full of shit. Yeah. And you know, damn well, if it was happening, like you said, this would be something Robin would bring to uh, the forefront. Mm -hmm. Yep. So Christine says Cody appears to be heartbroken over um, COVID and everything that's happening. And she actually feels bad for him, um, which is nice of her. That's very big because I don't feel bad. I don't either. Because I'm petty ass uh cody is broken izzy is leaving but again like i said earlier he's excited for her to go um and he says sorry izzy i'm not going to help move you because christine said hey would you like to help us move her to north carolina um and i'm more than willing to do whatever it takes for you to participate in moving her to north carolina and he's like oh i can't i just can't be away from the young kids that long and um, he's just not committing and he's blaming COVID. Oh my God. The double standards here is what just makes me so angry. He had an opportunity to help move his daughter across the country. And he said, no. Yeah. Just like one of the last episodes, he had the opportunity to accompany his daughter to surgery. And he said, no. Yep. Yep. Because of Robin's children so gross. I, and it just, Ooh, 
this is what really gets me going is just because there's a double standard here and he's just so full of shit. So full of shit. Totally full of shit. So Christine goes to her talking head and she just says, you know, my girls are absolutely devastated because he isn't involved with them. Um, And she just kind of shrugs her shoulders and she's like, I just don't know what to say. And that's where season or yeah, episode two ends of season 17. Yeah. And it's like, what can she say? What can she do? Um, At the end of the day, Cody's the one ruining it for himself because his kids aren't going to want anything to do with him because he's not wanted anything to do with them. Exactly. And he's a fuckstick. He is. He's the worst. He's a fuckstick. And it just gets worse as we progress through season 17. Oh, God. Have you uh, seen the episodes yet where Gabe breaks down? Yes. Oh, that's heartbreaking. It is very sad. And it just makes me want to punch Cody both of his eyes. Yeah. Gabe literally broke my heart and I was crying because it was just so upsetting to watch how upset he was. And we will tell you guys. We just won't tell you today. (laughs) Yeah. Just know Cody is uh, not going to get any Father of the Year nomination any day soon. No, but he is going to get an Oscar nomination. He's not even a good actor. Because I, guys, am going to recreate when we get to that part, his acting scene. And I was reading on Reddit the this person went into uh, the hospital, I guess, for kidney stones or whatever. And the doctor's like, well, can you describe your pain? And this person says, uh, it's like a knife in the kidneys. And the, the doctor acted out the rest of the scene, <laughs> which I thought was brilliant. That's um, so awesome. If you, yeah. If you guys haven't seen it, there's a scene where Cody basically says it's like a knife to the kidneys and then it just progresses from there. So I will reenact that. I will probably do a shitty job, but it's so much fun to reenact it. Um, but he really should get an Oscar for that bullshit because that was some, (laughs) that was some shit. His theatrics are something else. He's so over the top. Like it's just so obvious. Um, and he's just, he looks so stupid. Uh, yeah. With his ramen noodle head. He looks. Yeah. And his hair just gets worse and worse. (laughs) And (laughs) I just, oh Oh my God, Cody, it's all fading. Everything's fading for you guy. Absolutely. Okay, guys. Well, I hope everyone has a fantastic New Year's and uh, New Year's Day because this is dropping, what, tomorrow? Yeah. Tomorrow morning. So I hope everyone isn't hungover and I hope you have a fantastic day and be safe out there. Yeah, absolutely. Hope 2023 is a good one for you. And uh, we definitely will be back with some more and we expect you all to keep following along on this little journey of ours. Um you know, we're obviously going to have to take a break from Sister Wives for a little bit. Kim, did you want to give a little oh, yes. hint about what our <laughs> next topic will be in the meantime? Oh, so after much deliberation, um, we're not going to do a thousand pound sisters because as a respiratory therapist, I can't with Tammy's trach. It just makes me crazy um, watching all the equipment and I, I just can't. Um even though I still watch it because that is a train wreck as well. But we are going to do a new show that is starting January 15th called MILF Manor. And (laughs) it's a bunch of obviously cougar women that want to date and they're all Botoxed and uh, fillered up and uh, they move into this manor kind of like the bachelor type thing. And um, the twist, everybody thinks we don't know for sure is when the curtain rises so they can see their young men that they're going to uh, try to date, 
It's all each other's sons. Ooh. We think. That can be interesting. I feel like regardless, though, MILF Manor, there's going to be drama and all kinds of interesting stuff going on. I think we should put Cody in there. Ew. No, <laughs> they don't. Gross. <laughs> oh, those women would eat him alive. It'd be awesome. That, yeah, that might be awesome. That would be funny. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, that's going to be a shit show because you're going to have some young dude trying to mack on a woman in the pool and his mom's going to be over there looking and then somebody's going to say something and then there's going to be a fight and somebody's extensions are going to come out. It's going to be fabulous. I can't wait. Exciting. I know. Okay, everyone have a fantastic New Year's and we will talk soon. Yeah, we appreciate you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.